So, what was that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, our dog was headbutting the door. So, <laughs> welcome to Listen to the Words, a show where we pick a song from any genre or even any, even any language. What's <laughs> what? What? Every time you start the intro, you put your arms up like that. Because <laughs> I'm raising my hands like I just don't care. I'm waving my. Was it wave your hands like you just don't care? Yeah. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you laughing show, at me? You and then you turn into this. <laughs> it, how about this? You read the intro now. Because you just ruined you just took my you took the sail. You took the winds out of my sail. <laughs> the winds. <laughs> Yo, leave me alone. English is my second language. Look. Why are you the way that you are? At least, at least we've changed. We've um, our dynamic has changed. No more tense. <laughs> oh, geez. awkwardness. It was one episode. You'll be fine. And only only one person heard it. Yeah. So what does it matter? Yeah, true. <laughs> but it was, it was a very important person. It was Stephanie. She was like, "Are you guys breaking up?" <laughs> yes. No. Are <laughs> you guys getting a divorce? No. Well. Okay. <laughs> oh, all t- well. Pr- proceed. What? Yeah, do the intro. So, this is a show where we pick a song from any genre and language and dive a little deeper into the meaning of a song and how we interpret it as the listener. Yeah. Now, what I was going to say is that well, the whole divorce thing, we live in an area where, there, where you could find on a roadside billboard <laughs> divorce lawyers, which I yeah. found completely interesting. It's like, yeah. need a divorce? Call this? I'm like, why would I call some random... I don't think ran- anybody needs a divorce. They might want one. <laughs> it's, like a, it's, like a small, it's like a science fair project uh, placard yeah. stuck in the dirt. It says, do you need a divorce? Call this number. I'm like... If I'm going to get a divorce, I'm, I think I'm going to go on the internet and yeah. get someone with good reviews, not go, off the side of... Go to the yellow pages. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm not going to be like, yeah, this. I think this I think this one got good reviews. This yeah. one's on the corner of 29 and Blackstock. <laughs> yeah. Good area. We're good. I, I think it's good. I think it's good. It's right next to the crackhead. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the other one's like, now hiring. And then like they write it in big letters, now hiring. And then in small letters, call Juan. After the... <laughs> Like what is what is Han Juan hiring for? <laughs> I was watching the um, you know who John um, John Gacy is right the serial killer. No, he was a serial killer. He's one of the famous ones in the seventies. A big fat guy, and John John it's, Wayne Gacy. It sounds familiar. Anyway, but the way he would find his victims was he would he had a uh, he was a general contractor and he only hire eighteen to twenty five year old uh, kids uh-huh. to work for him, uh-huh. and then he would be he was just mur- like. Because that's not suspect. Right? <laughs> like, I watched a documentary on Netflix and I'm like... Like, how stupid how, like, do you have to be? Like, okay, in my head, I'm, I'm 18 years old and this guy hires me to be a plumber. And I'm like, gee, Willikers, I'm I in good. I just came out of school. I just came out of high school. I can I can do plumbing, of course. Yeah. Like, what a time to be alive in the 70s. Like, Yeah. But, or not. Yeah, pretty much. But it was, it was, it was very eye-opening, that documentary. I was like, man. Yeah. Like, there's so many red flags that you see and then... Like I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but still, right, back yeah. in those days, if my if my son says they hey, were more trusting in the seventies, if my I son think. came home and said, "Hey, Dad, I got hired by some fat guy to be a plumber. <laughs> he's like, he, mm. he's gonna have me do the plumbing on this house." I'm like, mm. "But you got D's and F's on math, <laughs> but you don't have experience. But you're half an idiot. How you? <laughs> how are you gonna do plumbing? Well, and then like, which what was the what was the guy's name that um, the serial killer that um, he would like pose as like disabled, like he needed help and oh. everything. What was his name? He was a famous one. Ted Bundy? Was it Ted Bundy? 
Maybe. I think it was. Yeah. Because he was like really good looking. Yeah, he acted like he was special needs or something. Yeah, yeah. he would act like he was in a wheelchair or he had like a broken arm. You know, people are like, too, people were too trusting was, back in those days. Well, you know. That's why I guess the life expectancy was like 45 back in those days. <laughs> but, you know, like, I don't know how we got on the subject. But anyways, um, you know, a good looking guy that needs help, like. Uh, uh, That's a flag to me. That is a flag. But back then it wasn't yeah. because he was a good looking guy. And usually good looking guys, you know, they think, oh, he's not going to hurt me. He's good looking. That doesn't and now, mean now, anything. And nowadays <laughs> girls are like, he's good looking. He's going to kill me. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely going to be on a Netflix documentary in ten years. Like I'm suspicious of good-looking guys, bad-looking guys, guys in wheelchairs. I'm just I I think about I think about that stuff sometimes. Um, I was talking to one of the guys at work. I was like, I don't I don't like I don't like horror movies. I just don't like them. Yeah, especially and I don't watch TV shows that are horror related, especially ones that the stuff could actually could happen, like Freddy versus Jason, alien stuff. I'm like, whatever. That's just cartoonish, outlandish. Yeah, but. SVU and Law and Order and yeah. like your Criminal Mind stuff. I'm yeah. like I can't. That stuff spooks me to my core. Well, Mind Hunter. Yeah, that 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 spooks me to my core. Yeah. And then like if I like this morning I got gas at uh, at five thirty in the morning. I went to go get gas. <laughs> that's not. Don't do that. I went to the QT. That's well late. I mean that's like. Still. But still, something this morning for some reason I'm thinking I was like, yo, if some guy takes me right now in ten years I'll be on a documentary on Netflix <laughs> or on Hulu. <laughs> it's gonna be like the Welford Killer. The Welford. The Welford killer picked his the victims. The Welford strangler. Yeah, the Welford. He's like he picked his victims at random. This fat one was picked at the Ow. QT on May May seventeenth at five thirty in the morning. I got hit on at a gas station down the road, and it was not QT. It was the one I should not have gone. The to. one by the subway. Yeah, I don't mess with that. It was like a sit go. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, just some old black dude. He said, "He said, hey girl, where's the bakery at? No. I want some cake." It's like. I like how you look, sweetheart. Oh, wow. It's like, okay. You didn't say thank you? No. That's rude. No. We- You're beyond rude. <laughs> like, the just, guy paid you a compliment. I'm trying to get gas. Like, leave it alone. And you're like, I have gas, too. <laughs> I look like crap that day, too. Like, I had my hat on, my hair up. Like, I don't think my hair was washed at all. <laughs> anyway. All right. We, we're, we, we sidetracked completely yeah, I don't know how we from this, that. from our episode today. Anyways. So, we got our... Are yapping out of the way. Yeah. So, <laughs> this week's episode is "Imagine" by John Lennon. Mm-hmm. So, should I start with my story of my how I'm related to John Lennon, or you're not related to John Lennon, <laughs> or should we dive into the the song? Um, we could dive into the song. Yeah, and then you can we'll finish finish up with the story. We'll we'll find a spot where you can okay. put your story in. So tell oh, tell me about the song. So, Imagine is a song where John Lennon challenges listeners to do some creative thinking. He paints a general yet vivid picture of what exactly he wants them to visualize. The song centers around a fictitious world where many of the barriers that define social reality are non-existent. Existent. For instance. That's that too, was, that yeah, that too was, much. I saw that. I saw, I was like, wait, she could do it, she could do it. She could do it. Nope. Uh, so Lennon sees a society where people are not compartmentalized based on their religion. Also, material wealth is a, is virtually a non-factor in this realm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, the song is deep. And it's so simple, but it's really, really yeah. deep. Yeah. But tell me more. So uh, an even greater meaning of Imagine is a call issued by Lennon that we as human beings should put aside all differences and unify. 
As such, it is well-liked by proponents of globalism. It is also embraced by those who perceive unity as the path to peace. Mm-hmm. Unity. Unity. <laughs> but anyway, whenever I hear that, like, I have that mentality personally. Like, I don't, I don't care what religion you are. Yeah. I don't care what you believe in. Yeah. I really don't care what, like, just it as long as we're cool and you leave me, me alone. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, even, even if, all right. Everybody as, has their differences. Yeah. And while I may not agree with those differences yeah. or the way they live or whatever, whatever or their religion, yeah. that's between them and God. And, then the, the, and it, that's between but, them and them alone. And that's your, and that's your that's prerogative. That's their business. Yeah. I, but that's the thing. Growing up in New York, I think we have the mentality of mind your business. Yeah. Like, just mind your business. I'm not yeah. going to be, well, I don't like that guy because he believes in X, Y, Z. I don't care. Yeah, that's his problem. I have my beliefs, <laughs> and you. I'm sure you don't care about what I believe in, so so whatever. Yeah. Let's just make the best of this time that we have on Earth and just chill. Yeah. And just move move along. Yep. So that's why I, I like, that's why, I, that's why I personally love this song so much. It's like, just imagine a place where it's just chill. Yeah. That's what I want. Paradise. Yeah, I just want to chill. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need, oh, hey, did you hear about that guy? He believes in this. I don't care. Yeah. I don't. We don't need drama. I don't. You're too old for that. You're, you're going to be 38 on Friday. Mm Mm-hmm. When this episode comes out. Oh, how perfectly timed. One of my favorite songs ever comes out on the day of my birth. Yeah. Yep. 38. Yep. What's that? What's that, Joey? Uh, it was a, a bit from Friends. Joey was like, "Why, God, we had a deal." You remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was when he turned thirty. What? I think it was. Oh when he crap! Turned 30. So I'm I'm well past Joey age. Yeah. Jeez. I think I think that's what it was because they were like around. I think the show ended when they were about our age on the show. Our age now. Thirty-eight. Yes. Jeez. Yes. Because it was heck? on for like ten years. That's right. It was. So another, another tidbit of information. I live right down the street from where they record, where they film Friends. Yep. Yep. I didn't live imagine close to anything. No, you you had a boring life. <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right. So verse one of the song begins with John Lennon entreating the audience to do away with one of the most basic religious concepts, which many people have grown up with: heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. So he's just saying, "Hey, just there is no heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. Just and then after that, he guides them down the path to imagining a world with no national boundaries." Which I was watching a documentary not uh, Friday about Elon Musk about how his, he developed the space um, privatized the space shuttles to go up to space, and uh, did you know NASA doesn't have any space shuttles anymore? Yeah. So the astronaut when he got up to the space station he says I'm up here, and you don't see these imaginary lines. It's just one yeah. Earth, one yeah. the, all the land looks the same. You don't see borders. There's no borders. He goes. He goes. It puts everything in perspective. So I think as an astronaut that's pretty cool. Like you're. You don't see boundaries. You don't see nation- nationalism. You just, yeah, you just it's just earth. earth. Yeah. People. Yeah. Yep. So he associates countries with the idea of having something to kill or die for, which is a, a direct reference to the Vietnam War that was happening during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, Lenin himself was a very strong and outspoken opponent of the Vietnam War. And it became, the song became a synonymous piece of memorabilia associated with the anti-war movement of the 1960s and the 70s. Um, and the da, 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 da. he also identified such belief systems as causes of derision, which makes it makes all these belief systems cause conflicts. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Then he concludes that without these factors, people would have a better opportunity to live in peace. You all right? 
Yeah, I was getting a tickle in my throat. I'm tickle, still tickle, sick. Tickle. Yeah. So you got COVID. No, I don't. I just have a cold. In the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not summer yet. So in the chorus, John Lennon acknowledges that the place he is describing is fantastic as it doesn't exist in the real world. As it does not exist in the real world. <laughs> I feel like I mumbled through that. <laughs> However, he's not the only person envisioning such a state of existence. In fact, he hopes the listeners themselves would embrace these ideas. And by, um, through doing so, he thinks that the world would stand a better chance of ach- achieving unity and peace. Yeah, it, I agree. I think it yeah. would. But it's not going to happen. It's not. But, <laughs> I mean, he tried. Yeah. He really tried. Yeah. And I actually did. I, did I t- you, you rented the book for me at the library, The Last Days of John Lennon. John yes. Lennon. Fantastic book. If you guys have a chance to read it, read it. Um, but it, it's not about the last his last days. Yes and no. Like it's, and I'm going to explain to you why yes and no. Yeah. Because it starts off with the days. It starts off with the guy who killed him. I can't, I'm drawing a blank right now who killed him right off the top of my head. But it starts off with the days leading up to killing him. Uh-huh. And then it jumps back to the beginning of the Beatles. So it starts at the end and it goes back to the gotcha. beginning. Okay. And then it jumps back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then the last few chapters, I actually I actually heard it on um, audiobooks, which is a really good. It, they did a really good impression. What are you looking for? Um, what's his name? Yeah, John Lennon Killer. I, I mean, I, I see his face. You're not very good at googling, are you? I'm not. Mark David Chapman. Chapman. That's what it was. December eighth, nineteen eighty. So he died. Four, Four years, years before, before we, been, we yep. were born. Yep. Huh. Crazy. Yeah. So, in verse 2, John Lennon adds material possessions to his list of common aspects of human existence that he feels are negatively interfering with global harmony. And in contrast to reality, he envisions a world where there is no greed or hunger. I mean, he, the dude was dreaming bad. He was <laughs> dreaming, tripping, and high. <laughs> I think a little bit of everything. All of the above. <laughs> And under this ideology, he instead sees a, hum- a humankind where we are all brothers and sisters and people share instead of hoarding. I mean, he dream- he dreamt he dreamt big. Yeah, he did. He dreamt really big. I, you know, it's funny. I like wonder what he would think of the way things are right now. Like, I think can you, he... Im- can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> You know how much joy it brings me to see you laugh when I press that button? It really brings me a lot of joy. We should have pressed that during our, our first tense episode. I would have brought some laughter out of your soul. Because that day you were mean. Uh, yeah, that was. Oh. <laughs> I almost spit on the $600 piece of equipment. Um, no, I just would like to see what he would think of the way the world is right now. Like, I think what kind of songs he would have come out with. I think it would have driven him nuts. Yeah. It's we got two options. <laughs> no, seriously, no, in all honesty. Option one, he would have just ran off to gone crazy. Got, no, no, he would have run off and hang out at the, the, the Dalai Lama mm-hmm. in Tibet. Yep. Just away from everything. Yep. Or he would have been a political activist. Yeah. I think probably a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. He that's the only thing he could have done. Yeah. I think he would have been like a not civil right. Well, yeah, I guess like a civil right. Yeah, any type of activist. Yeah, it, it, it would have worked out for him, but yeah, unfortunately, I think he would have made some amazing music. Without a doubt, Lennon and McCartney would have been together. They would have been writing music still. 
Yeah, they probably would have done like an album together or something. Because unfortunately, towards the last day, the, his last days, they had a beef. They had a falling out. That sucks. And they were, and it was what sucks. This is what sucks about when you're about to die. It, it, this is gonna sound. Just hear me out. Okay, it's gonna sound really weird. You're not starting I, off great. But I think he, <laughs> I think he knew something was in the works or something was gonna happen to him. He, he had he in the book. He always said, "I feel like I'm gonna die in America." Yeah, he always felt that. Americans are crazy. And he was always scared about the gun violence here. Yep. And I think towards the end, he wanted, he knew something was happening. I think he was at peace with his life. And usually when you're at peace with with, with life, you end up dying somehow. But um, <laughs> Okay, so I'm never going to be at peace yeah, with my life. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not either. But he was in the works of trying to reconcile with Paul yeah. and start doing something. And there was a part of the book where they, were, they wanted to, um, SNL was offering, I can't remember how much money, for Lennon and McCartney to come on the show. Ugh. And they were in the talks of, hey, let's just do it as a goof and show up. And something happened, they couldn't make it. Hmm. But it would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been really cool. It would have been really cool. So, um, although Lennon, McC- Lennon took all the songwriting credits, initially his wife Yoko Ono assisted him in scripting it. She was finally officially acknowledged as such in 2017. Which... Cool for Yoko Ono. I guess. I mean, only four or five years ago, she got acknowledged as writing, being a songwriter on yeah. Imagine when he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so the track was recorded in 1971, partially in England and partially in New York City. Imagine was partially inspired by a prayer book Lennon and Ono had received from comedian Dick Gregory. Not familiar who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very, it was even more heavily influenced by a book of poems Ono had composed a few years earlier. Mm-hmm. And Imagine served as Lennon's tool, whereas he was able to masterfully present his personal political views, which borderline on communism, it makes sense, in a way that was com- commercially appealing to the masses. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, we're going to play a, bit, a little bit of it. If you this is the first time you're hearing this, ep- this show, um, Spotify selects 30 seconds of the song. I don't pick them, so hopefully it's a good part of the song. Yeah. If it's not... It's all good. If, if it's not, the whole then pull up on Apple Music or whatever streaming service you have. Pull up Imagine, and I'm sure you've heard it by now. Yeah. If you, if you haven't heard Imagine, then you're living under a rock. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, maybe maybe there's some 10-year-old, 12-year-old listening to the oh, show. yeah, but I mean. Open your eyes the and, listen, and listen to Imagine. <laughs> All right? So after these messages, we'll be right back. And we're back. And we're back. It never gets old, does it? it? I mean, it does, but it doesn't. <laughs> All right, so some of the achievements of this song, what you got for me? So um, this was one of the most successful ventures of his solo career. Mm-hmm. Um, it charted at number one in the UK and number three on the Billboard Hot 100. And then it recharted at number one again in the UK after he, his death in 1981. No, that was 1980. Yeah. He didn't die anyone, I don't yeah. think, but... So anyways, um, it has been inducted into the Grammy and Rock and Roll Halls of Fame. Um, and it's become an integral part of the New Year's celebration held in Times Square every year. Which I think Which is kind of cool. I've never... Growing up in New York, I had zero interest of going to Times Square during New yeah, Year's Yeah, no, I would never go. I would watch it on but, TV. But I mean, I think that's kind of cool that they yeah. play it. Yeah, I mean, It's always... Uh, New York, New York, and then imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. 
So, um, it's been covered by numerous A-list celebrities. Yep. And do you, do you remember when um, a few years back Gal Gadot did a, an Instagram thing where she got all the the celebrities to sing a portion of it and she stitched it together? Uh-uh. Yeah, it wasn't very good at all. Good oh. thing you didn't because it was awful. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the piano that he used in writing Imagine was purchased for $2 million in 2000 by musician George Michael. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And now it's in a museum. Yeah. Which sinks. Um, and it was defined at, um, it was the defining work of his career. And there's a section of New York City Central Park dedicated to him being inscribed with this word, which is your favorite part of Central Park. Yep, it is. It's my, my, I think, I don't think I've said this on the show, my favorite place on the entire planet Earth. And I've been to several, I've been to England, Holland, blah, 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 France. I'm not bragging, sorry. Yeah, but <laughs> I think my favorite place on the planet is Central Park, and specifically right yeah. there, Strawberry Fields, and the Imagine. Uh, it's in, it's inscribed on the floor. Yeah, and there's always flowers around there because people just drop flowers and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. And um, I used to work across the street, so I guess at this point, see, I boom. told you there would be a spot for you to tell your Aww. story. So, I used to work at the Dakota Building where John Lennon died. My mother worked for someone who lived there. For many years, probably 25 years. I think he still lives there. <clears throat> he does still live there. Yeah. He's a very important person. I won't say names. And I won't say no. where he worked at. Yeah. <clears throat> you know who you are. Um, <laughs> he doesn't listen to this. I can do um, that. <laughs> BW, come on the show. <laughs> but anyway. Hey, she still gets letters every year from him. I know. I think that's pretty cool yep. that they do that. Yep. So anyway, he got me a summer job there mm. at the building. So I was a doorman slash porter. So the porter is just like, you know, you clean up the building and make deliveries. Mm-hmm. So my first week, I only worked there for about a month and I got transferred out to another building. Mm-hmm. And then I kept working at the other building. But um, at the Dakota, I get there. It's one of my first few days. And they they call me on the walkie-talkie because I'm like sweeping somewhere. I forgot where it was. Yeah. So under the Dakota building, it's a big maze. I mean, it's just Tunnels upon tunnels and elevators to, I mean, it's, yeah. I, they, they literally gave me a piece of paper that was a map yeah. and said, take this because you might get lost. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so I'm having my walkie talkie. I'm, I'm looking. I still would have gotten lost. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, 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 you still be there. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just find your body just with a walkie talkie shivering with a piece of paper. Um, Mama Five. A skeleton. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, they were like, okay. So they called me, hey, Hernandez, um, come on down. We need you to make a delivery. And I'm like, all right, well, whatever. So I, I would go down and I go to the, we call it the cage. Um, it's a, it's literally a cage where the trucks would pull in and hand off packages. So that way they couldn't come into the building. They'd have to go to the cage. Yeah. Cause it's, it's yeah. very, cause a lot of important people live there. It's very secure. Yep. Um, so they, they, I go to the cage and like, Hey, this, they get, hand me this giant box and it's, it's, it's thin, but it's tall. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And he goes, take this to apartment to, to, I forgot what he said. Apartment. I'll just call it apartment, but I don't think they call it apartments. They said, take Sweet. it to, that no, wasn't sweet either. Whatever, besides the point, take it to such and such. Yeah. And I said, all right, cool. So he's like, take that elevator. And I, I look at my map and I go up the elevator and I'm carrying this big thing. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm, I get there and I, I knock on this door, knock on the door and the door opens. And I swear to you, I feel like a page, like a dove flew by me. <laughs> and I was like, and I walk into the room and it's all white, <laughs> white floor. I mean, white carpet, white furniture, white doors. Everything is white. And I'm like. Where the hell am I? But you recognized it. I recognized it from pictures, but it didn't, it wasn't. It didn't click in your. It head. wasn't computing. I'm like, 
Two plus two did not equal four. I was like, <laughs> wait. So I'm standing there. I'm like, why is this room so white? And why do I recognize this room? <laughs> and am I getting the floor dirty? Did I get to a hospital? So I walk in. And this little tiny Asian woman comes out. <laughs> and by tiny, I mean, did you meet her the last time we went? No. I thought we ran into her when we were up there last time. Um, I think I would have remembered that. <laughs> so we, I walk in. This little, the little Asian lady walks up. She goes, um, you can leave package there. And I'm like, holy crap, this is Yoko Ono. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? And I'm standing there, I'm like, whoa, 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 what is happening right now? So she gets she gets a, a letter opener off. There was a, a white desk in the corner. She gets a letter opener, she opens the box, and she opens it, and it's a giant portrait of John Lennon. And at that point, my head just, just literally just went... <laughs> and I'm just like... Emotional, damn it! And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm bugging out, and... In your head, in like my not head, in person. I'm standing there, I'm like... I think she realized the stupid face I had on because she goes, you can leave now. And I'm like, I, I'm literally in the room where John Lennon was here. Yep. And she's like, you can leave now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my. And so I walk out and I go downstairs and I go back to the cage and they go, she was there, wasn't she? And I was like, what? <laughs> and it was, apparently it was just like a prank. Yeah. Like I think it's like an initiation to all the new guys. Yeah. It's like, Hey, go deliver to, to, the Yoko Ono. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Can you imagine had he, act, had he like been alive? I would have cropped my pants. <laughs> Just, I, I straight up would have cropped my pants. <laughs> Do I tell the story of who I met at the building? Yeah. All right. So anyway, but, but so I had to deliver it. So I didn't, whatever. I delivered a package. I see a picture of John Lennon. I'm in, the, I'm in heaven, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm in musical heaven. Musical heaven. I'm in musical heaven. Yeah. Where, like that in my head now, whenever I think of musical heaven, that's the white room. Yeah. You look. Did you Google white room in John Lennon's apartment? No, I was looking at this house that alerted me on Trulia. What the heck? <laughs> Type in white room but John Lennon's apartment. Look at what they did to that their- is horrific. <laughs> that is pretty ugly. But type That's in. Why I was like, what the heck? All right. Type in white room John Lennon's apartment. I think I've seen it. Hurry up! Hurry up! Because people are waiting. <laughs> Awkward. Boom! 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 Oh my gosh. Let me see. Yeah, I was in that room. That's crazy. I was in that room. That's gorgeous. I don't remember I don't remember seeing a piano. But I remember the desk. I remember the bookcases. No, because that was probably the one that That uh, sold to John Lennon to um, George, George Michael. Michael. But yeah, so I bugged out. Yeah. That's so cool. and so I'll, I'll I'll tell another celebrity story because so I'm in the building, they're like, okay, Hernandez, we got we got another ship uh, delivery for penthouse a i'm like whatever cool so i take it i take the little elevator go all the way to the top of the building and then the door i, I get out of the elevator and it, it it fed me into this little lobby area uh-huh. so i it, you walk in there's another door and i ring the doorbell but it was part of the apartment yeah it was part like it was a hall you, elevator goes a up lobby for that apartment. for that apartment so i'm like okay, okay cool so I, I ring the doorbell and Oh, I know who this yeah, is. Yeah, I ring the doorbell and I have a package. I'm like, was okay. this the same day? <laughs> no, it was a few a few days later. They oh, were just geez. they were just torturing me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So I'm staying there, I'm waiting for them to open the door. And I don't know if was Connie Chung a big deal yeah. outside of New York City? Because yeah. in New York she was a, she was like a goddess. Yeah. So Connie Chung opens the door. And I'm like, oh my god, that's Connie Chung. <laughs> Did you say that? No, I was like, I said, Hi Miss Chung. 
And I didn't read. I don't know why I didn't read the package to see if it said Connie Chung on it. And you didn't read the package for John Lennon. No, <laughs> they just said take this to this. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So I, I go oh, up there. I'm like, I'd be so nosy. And so I'm it. like, oh my god, it's Connie Chung. And she goes, oh hi, how you doing? I'm like, here comes Chung. And then uh, Maury Povich comes out from behind. He's like, hey, who is it? I'm like, oh my god, it's Maury Povich. Because <laughs> we're married. I'm not the father. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Like where, like where am I working? <laughs> like that I'm running into these people just randomly, and he goes like, "All right, thanks, man." And he's, you can take that elevator back down. I'm like, "Okay." So I go down. And they're, oh, they're laughing again. Like, you met the, you met you met Maury and Connie. I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> yep. That's cool. <clears throat> yep. So my my stories of the Dakota are there. <laughs> I wonder if they still live there. I couldn't tell you. Oh, I know, but I just was curious. John Madden used to live there before he died. Um, uh, what's the child actress from the, the like the forties? That little child actress that would dance. Shirley Temple. She lived there. Oh. Yep. Um, who else lived there? A couple, a couple of like big financial people lived there. Hmm. And um, yet yeah, underground is just a. It's just you get lost. Oh yeah. It's like an underground tunnel system and. Yeah. It's like, just imagine Disney underground. That's, I was just thinking it's the just, same it's thing. That. It's like underground Disney. But yeah, much. it's, it's insane. And then when I got transferred to the other building, I think I've mentioned, I met Russell Simmons' wife and Stephanie texted me, kimono, 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 uh, Russell Simmons, whatever. Yeah. I met her. I met Angela Bissett because mm-hmm. she was looking at a, an apartment at the building I was working at mm-hmm. and she's literally three feet tall. Mm-hmm. Nice lady. Now, did she get that apartment? I don't know. Probably not. Nice lady. You would have seen her, but yeah. And then I met Terry Polo from Meet the Parents, mm-hmm. the blonde girl. I got her. A, I actually got her a cab. Yeah, she was really nice. But yeah, so back to the song. <laughs> so th- in in the end, I am related to John Lennon. No, you're not. Because I've been in I've been in white in musical heaven. Yeah. So but you're, you're not. Related. Yeah, I'm, I'm related somehow. <laughs> but I love the song because the simplicity of it. It's just a piano. It's just <clears throat> John Lennon's voice, and he's just telling you simple. Just imagine all the people just. Enjoy life. Yeah, life's too short. Don't complicate yourself with. I I'm more be- I'm more better than you. I'm, I'm more gooder than you because I'm, I'm from from X country, and you're awful because you're from Y country, or yeah. I'm more important than you because I earned X amount. And yeah. you know what I mean? in the end, it doesn't matter because we all have the same. In the end, when you go, we're, we were all made the same. Yeah. We're... In the end, when you go, you can't take that money with you. Yeah. Exactly. On the yeah. tombstone, it's not going to say, here lies Andres Hernandez from Astoria, Queens, New York. No. No. It ain't going to say that. It's not going to say that at all. What's it going to say? I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to be around. I don't care what it says. You, you make it something cool. <laughs> Here's the... <laughs> I already told you I don't want to be buried. No, I know. You got you got my instructions. Yeah. Make make me a, a, a smoothie. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> no, you have my instructions. I'm going to put bananas in it. <laughs> yeah, you, just, you just don't want me to come back at all. My instructions are very straightforward, <laughs> and the pre- the people who are are involved are aware of said instructions. Yeah. So, should I tell them the instructions? No, that's that's between me and me and you and a few yeah. other people. Who else? <laughs> I mean, Jose, Little T, Jay. Okay. Ryan. Okay. I think that's about it. Yeah. Maybe Costa. I think the only one that I would let be involved is Jose. So you could give give Jose the package and let him handle the rest <laughs> no, of it. No, but I mean like I would let him be involved like because I'm sure I would be like 
I already told him if I go, he has to do my eulogy. Oh, jeez. Yep. Because I, 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 I want him to cry. <laughs> I want to. I want him to cry. That's so mean. Yeah. I'm not gonna make him do that. He has to. No. He's been. He's been advised accordingly. You won't ever know. I. I feel like you should respect my wishes. <laughs> Why did this turn into a death conversation? I, well, we we're talking about John Lennon. Yeah. I. I saw a thing a while back, a meme, or maybe it was like a, a quote, like a. Not a meme, but a inspirational thing. Yeah. It says the year that you're born, like on your tombstone, the year that you're born and the year of your death. The most important part of that is the dash. Yeah, it's your life. That's heavy. That's your life. That's depressing. Dash. It is depressing. It's really depressing. But with that being said, imagine all the people. Yeah. Imagine all the people. What's your What's your What's your link to this song? Do you like this song at all? Oh, I love this. I don't song. think you'd like it. I don't have a link to it, but I mean, I agree with what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Like, we should, we probably should have done the series premiere on this song. Now that I think about it, oh, well, we'll be all right. Oh, we did we did it uh, scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs. <laughs> scrambled eggs. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a simple song. It's it's beautiful and yeah, straight to the it's point. Straight to the point. There's like it's yeah, like you said, it's very simple. Just a piano mm-hmm. and. And I, I, that's like one of my favorite instruments is a piano. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's a very pretty sound. It's a pu- it's a pretty instrument. It's pretty sound. It's just mm-hmm. overall awesome. Yeah, really awesome. Yeah, he has a good voice. Mm-hmm. I think he has the right voice for that song. I think lightning struck, and he was at the right place at the right time for that. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, they get, lightning struck how many times with the guy? Yeah, he he founded the Beatles. But it's like it's amazing how these artists like that actually write their own music mm-hmm. come out with these hits. Mm-hmm. Like something like that comes out. Of yeah. You. Like how I don't understand how that. Happens. I don't. I don't know either. I don't know either. I mean, how does yesterday come out? How does hold my hand come out? Yeah. I mean, it, it just happens. Yeah. The right place, right time. I mean, how does Girls and uh, Say My Name come out? 15 people wrote that song. Girls? Oh. By Beyonce? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How does Bohemian Rhapsody come out? Yeah. Freddie Mercury was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to do all these drugs right now, and then we're going to sit down and write a song. We're going to write five songs and make it into one song. Put it into one. We're going to take you on a magical journey. <laughs> but, yeah, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So... We're still debating on what song, what episode is going to come out next because we have a request from one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Stephanie requested "Refrigerator Door" by Luke Combs, and she texted me. She texted to me last night. You were we were in bed, and you're like, "What are you doing on the phone? What are you doing?" <laughs> I'm just messing. And with I'm like, you. "I'm here crying because this song's really beautiful. <laughs> I mean, the song's really nice." I'll have to listen to it. it I just have I have been busy today, and I haven't. I want to watch the video because I heard it's a, it's a really nice video, but. As so I text her back, she goes, what do you think? I was like, I'm not here crying. I'm not sitting here crying. Now, mind you, this is like, like a 1030 at night when I have to get up at five. Yeah. I was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's either going to be that or one of your favorite songs. Yep. What is it? Don't speak. What? <laughs> That's what you told me last week. No, I didn't. By who? No doubt. No doubtsy. Uh, I was trying the joke that didn't sound yeah good. the joke just bombed God. I was gonna say no dizzle <laughs> and it came out no dazzy <laughs> you're so stole bud jeez so ooh yeah <laughs> 
All right. With that being said, oh promote God. your stuff. Uh, my Instagram and Etsy page is Crafty Kelly's Workshop. Crafty with a K. Kelly is spelled K-E-L-L-Y. Uh-huh. Anything else? Nope. No? Okay. <laughs> the show Instagram is Listen to the Words Podcast. The email is listen to the words pod at gmail.com. Um, and with that being said, and go, uh, there should be a link on our page for merchandise. We may, I made some cool merchandise, so please. Oh, did you? I did. You didn't show me anything. I didn't? No. I did like a month ago. You don't tell me anything. No, it's just, that's why I'm gonna, that's why we need to, <laughs> we need to drive down the road and get that phone number off that, uh, that billboard. <laughs> need a divorce? <laughs> question mark, question mark? No, I don't need one. <laughs> Oh, jeez. We're going to end on a divorce joke. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> so long. Didn't your mom ask you, because I posted. Yeah. I posted about us. Oh, let me blow with this music, because this is interfering with my joke. Um, I had posted about the original Adele Rolling in the Deep episode, about how tense it was, and I apologized for it being really bad, and yeah. I had a fight with my co-host, and what did your mom ask? She was like, "What did he? who is the co-host that he had a fight with? I said, me. <laughs> <laughs> your mom's like, Wait, you're on a podcast? <laughs> she knows. She just forgot. She's And she's like, you guys are airing out your dirty laundry? Laundry is. Jeez. At least she didn't comment on it and be like, mm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you think they'll pick up on that joke? No. No? <laughs> uh, I just, I love how certain people just love to comment on your, on your posts and like, what? Like, hmm, interesting. What does that mean? <laughs> I posted a picture of a toy. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. <laughs> anyway. Next week. Did you know Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out next week? Yes. Next Friday. I had no idea. Yeah, the 27th. Yep. All right. With that being said, sign off. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Nice. I'm going to go with you can leave now. <laughs>